on this episode of AV Week, Crestron Inc.'s a distribution deal. What does interactive mean after COVID-19? And the milestones we need to hit and watch as we begin recovery. All that and more next on AV Week. The network for the AV industry. What are you listening to? This. This is AV. This. This. This is AV Nation. This is AV Nation. This is AV Week, episode 513, recorded Friday, June 18th, 2021. Simplified AV. Support for AV Nation is brought to you by Atlas IED, innovative audio solutions for every business environment, and by FSR. This is AV Week, your weekly wrap-up of audiovisual news and information. My name is Tim Albright. I am your host with us to discuss the news and information we have gathered this week. A young man who's been very busy at a brand spanking new job, and so I haven't seen him for a minute. Mr. Frank Patikala, welcome, sir. Thank you. Thank you again for letting me be on AV Week. It's always a pleasure. I appreciate it. And, and just uh, congratulations. I don't think I've actually had you on since since you just started the new gig. Uh, but Frank has joined Thank the you. group over at Panasonic. So uh, congratulations, sir. Thank you so much. Thank you. Absolutely. Uh, also with us, a, a, a new gentleman that I uh, got to meet this week for the first time, Stefan Erickson. Stefan is from Contel. Welcome, sir. Perfect. Uh, usually people call us Confitel, so you spell it just perfect. So uh, There's no E there. No. Why would they do that? There's no E there. <laughs> yeah, we're strange people in Sweden, especially in northern Sweden where we're based. <laughs> we were talking about the Euro Cup earlier before him. Uh, go ahead. Yeah, we had a successful game uh, this afternoon, so that's why I'm smiling <laughs> the way I do. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I appreciate you staying up late for us. Uh, we're recording this Friday afternoon, um, but it's, it's evening time with, with Stefan. Uh, I will make uh, – he, he and I share this, the, the love of orange. Uh, I'm a fan of, of Netherlands in the Euro Cup uh, this, this year. Or not year. I, I've been a fan of Netherlands for, so, for soccer. You know, so I said soccer. You can send me emails later. Um, uh, but but for years. Um, really quickly, I want to say thank you to a whole lot of people, and, and I'm, you know, I'm not going to name names, uh, but we had a really great event on Thursday the 17th this week. Uh, it was called AV3. Uh, my buddy Megan Dutta uh, over at SCN, System Contractors News, and the team at Future did a great job of putting on the, the, the event. Avixa came along and, and helped us out with a lot, a lot of stuff. Uh, great sponsors, great content. Um, it may have been the biggest w webinar se session that I have ever done uh, live. Uh, some pretty, pretty uh, astounding numbers. Very, very, uh, very happy and very impressed with all of you guys that came out with us and hung out for for the day. I do appreciate that. If you're familiar, if you're if you don't want to know, if you want to know what I'm talking about, go to ab3event.com. Uh, you can still register. You can still watch the stuff on demand. Um, and check that out. So yeah, thank you to to Megan, uh, to the team at Future, and the team at uh, at Avixa for that. We appreciate it. Uh, first story comes to us from our friends over at Commercial Integrator. And speaking of Avixa, uh, Avixa has unveiled um, a, a pretty interesting index. It's an index that talking about uh, an important uh, milestone on both sales and employment. And uh, one of the last articles that our buddy. Greg McCormick wrote uh, for Commercial Integrator, uh, but it shows growth for the 12th consecutive month, um, is both in sales as well as uh, in employment, meaning that that the sales are going up incrementally and the employment numbers for integrators are going up incrementally. Frank, I want to start with you on this. Besides those two indicators, and those are 
self-reported, right? Uh, Vixa goes out and they, they contract with a, a survey company and they ask integrators what's going on. What you know, Are they hiring more? Are they seeing more sales? They are self-reporting that, yes, we are seeing more sales. We are, we are hiring people back or hiring people again. Besides those two markers, besides those two milestones, what else should we look at as a, as a, as a signal uh, for growth or for, you know, contraction? I think, like, I can come at this with a, a the unique perspective being that I was at an integrator, like, till two and a half months ago, and now I'm part of a manufacturing team. The, the general trend of the market is there's so much of excitement. I think the one word that I'd like to use to describe it is everybody's excited about the possibilities. Uh, AV as an industry has always been adaptable and resilient, and during the most challenging times, I think what it did is made a lot of people creative, and a lot of people survived and tied it over these things, so a lot of lessons learned, and I think they're taking that into their sales processes, and they're taking it into their, you know, their pipeline, and I feel that in general, the market is looking forward to things picking back up, and we see a lot of trends towards it. There's a lot of excitement, like clients and users in general are always asking and understand. They're, they just want to know what's out there. So uh, I think the Avixa uh, research is fairly accurate in terms of the excitement that we're seeing every day. All right. Stefan, from your perspective, not only, you know, um, a manufacturer, but also, you know, you've got kind of a, um, at least a Eurocentric view, uh, if not a global view. What, what, are you, what are you seeing as other milestones or markers that we need to keep in, keep in mind? Yeah, I mean, this uh, industry is for sure interesting, and I will make sure I follow it going forward. I um, wasn't really familiar with it uh, until today. So, uh, I mean, for us as a device company, uh, this period of the pandemic has, has uh, been uh, tremendous. Uh, we've seen growth uh, through it and, and uh, continue uh, on a very exciting path. So, um, I guess that... Um, I mean, hearing now about the, also the integration companies uh, starting to see growth, it's really encouraging for me as well to hear, uh, because that means that there will be a need for uh, even more maybe uh, devices to equip all these, uh, from our perspective, meeting rooms of all different sizes uh, going forward and, and also maybe other use cases and, and scenarios. Uh, so probably um, we're talking about different geographies as a market. Uh, we experience that maybe at the moment uh, U.S. is a bit ahead in the recovery uh, from the pandemic, and and but uh, EMEA and and the other regions as well uh, are starting to also to show some real uh, pace now. Stephen, real quickly, do you do you think that the reason that that the U.S. is slightly ahead is because of the um, deployment of, of the vaccine, the fact that that's, that are, there are a number of, of states that have hit that somewhat magical 70 percent, you know, um, inoculation. Yeah, it seems to be the, the main reason, I think. Uh, and also, okay. uh, yeah, we, we, we had uh, uh, also in discussions with some of our major partners, uh, distribution partners, see that maybe the expectations uh, in the industry and in the society as a whole was that the recovery would happen faster. But then with some delays in, in the vaccination programs, uh, it took a little bit longer time. And uh, that's the main reasons, I think. So now we have really high hopes for uh, the fall. So when we come back from summer holidays, uh, that's also Europe uh, will be full speed ahead. So. All right, very good. 
Next, uh, next article comes to us from our friends over at AV Magazine. Uh, Maverick has announced a distribution deal with Crestron. A couple of things about this story before we get started. First of all, Crestron is a, is a sponsor of AV Nation. Um, Crestron typically, at least in the States, does not go through distribution. There are a couple of, of specific products uh, that they do have through certain limited distribution. But by and large, they are direct to, 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 direct to dealer uh, in the States. Different parts of the world, though, you 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 primarily work through distribution. But again, Crestron uh, has worked uh, to a lot of times to get direct uh, to dealer. This deal with Maverick gives Maverick um, the uh, distribution of you say uh, of Crestron's platform-based UC devices in 18 countries in Europe and the U.S. and Canada. Very interesting deal. Very interesting uh, development. Um, it covers the Crestron Flex series, uh, the Crestron Flex Enterprise. Um, UC products um, also has a lot of the Microsoft Teams certified devices. Uh, Stefan, when it comes to distribution, and especially almost like a, a global, at least you know, U U.S. you know, U.S. Um, not it's not even global. No, it's it's three it's three continents. It's two continents really. Uh, it's North America and it's and it's Europe, right? That gives you know Maverick, but also gives IT managers. Uh, an interesting kind of um, uh, help here. What, what does what does this kind of you know um, Europe and, and and North American centric um, distribution get for the IT tech managers who are looking to standardize on Microsoft Teams or you know Zoom rooms that have some of these UC based um, uh, platforms? Okay, so I try to step in and play the role as the end customer here and think. From their perspective, yeah, of course, uh, hopefully it simplifies things uh, so for the rollout of big projects and, and uh, for, for, for how the logistics and, and uh, support uh, flow and systems uh, can be set up. Um, and, and from Crestron's perspective, I think this, this deal makes a lot of sense and I fully ex I mean, understand and respect their strategy uh, to go this way. Uh, it makes a lot of sense. Uh, for us in, at Comftel, uh, we're all about two-tier distribution. Uh, all of our sales go through distributors and the reseller networks. Um, but we, uh, until now at least, uh, have focused much more on uh, national, regional distribution partners uh, that really uh, will give us the attention we need and the support we need uh, for the different uh, markets and regions. Uh, so, so for us, uh, until now, we haven't really uh, gone into these uh, pan-European or global distribution uh, setups, but, but I, I, I see the, the reason why Chrysler and Maverick is, is doing this together, really. Mm -hmm. Frank, uh, this is not, you know, this is not new for Maverick. Maverick has an entire line of what they call their smart meetings, uh, stuff like Logitech, uh, Microsoft is in there, Lenovo, uh, Epson, a, month, a number of other folks, LG. Um, they've made uh, really, really huge inroads uh, over the last few years under under John uh, Sidgwick, who has, who left last year. But but that was kind of his his big push is, is getting into the UC space. What does a distribution deal like this that that covers an awful lot of countries? Um, how does that help the the IT folks in the in the AV 
uh, tech managers who are, you know, living and working in this in, in, the, in the trenches every day, making sure that these systems work? I think this is a, uh, a one word that comes to my mind to describe this is inevitable. What you're seeing right now is basically the UC platforms have such a strong footprint in the corporate market. And for so long, AV has not relied on an IT type of structured purchasing program, right? They would go to their, uh, to their integrators and they would have a different process into purchasing these things. But with deals like this, uh, what it means is now products are becoming part of an ecosystem. So when a device is certified as a team-certified device, an IT manager or a corporate IT user basically relies on the certification that Microsoft does on that particular product and then basically picks out based on feature sets. And that's very similar to the purchasing process involved with a lot of IT solutions out there. So simply inevitable that this was going to happen at some point of time and people i mean I, i've probably been saying this for a long time that av folks the way you differentiate yourself is not is probably not by saying that we carry different uc products anymore because basically uc has that kind of reach i think we need to find our own specific niches so it doesn't hurt in my opinion, I don't think this is a uh, a challenging uh, change in the distribution and the uh, and the product supply chain. But on the other hand, it also means that uh, we do play by a lot of the IT purchase plans and IT timelines because IT has a budget. They do it annually. They have their things. So we are now basically seeing a whole bunch of AV solutions, particularly now that Crestron is there. And like you mentioned, uh, Tech Data and Maverick have obviously been doing this for a while now. But now that they have Crestron in their fold too, it just means that that's another special product that they carry. So um, uh, inevitable, good thing to happen to IT managers. I think they'll really like that. Well, here's an here, interesting thing that you 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 added that other you know uh, adjective the good part right typically when people say it, it, oh it's inevitable right like it's inevitable that we will all end up working for google <laughs> or apple or whichever big massive you know tech company you want to think of right now currently apple's the one with the biggest market right. cap um but uh, it, why is it inevitable good um about that, that this uc and and this distribution is is it because you know the whole uh, you know, AV is following the IT path? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, UC and its applications are completely reliant. I mean, although there's so much of AV in it, it's time that we understand that we are not, uh, we can be cavalier like we used to be. Our solutions are very much integrated into an ecosystem that is determined by a lot of these large UC platforms like the Zooms and the Googles and the, and the Microsofts of the world. So uh, being a part of that ecosystem, playing along with the rules is just, I like to think of it as a positive thing. It just means that now you are not essentially trying to come up with a customized solution and trying to set yourself apart. You're trying to say that your product is a part because it has features. I always like products that tend to set themselves apart through the features they carry, not by the integration capabilities, although that's a good thing. There are applications for all of these things, but apples to apples comparison I need a UC phone, and Crestron says, yes, we have a UC phone that does XYZ, which is what you normally see in any phone, but we also do ABC would be the way to approach it. And that's a very IT type of approach to things. So good thing, 
uh, I guess the key word in this is volume, isn't it? Uh, I mean, these, these kind of uh, UC products and, and uh, collaboration products now, they're, they're shipped in uh, really large volumes because the user base on the cloud platforms for collaboration is growing tremendous. So, uh, I mean, it's quite natural that, that uh, we need this kind of a distribution deals and, and the infrastructure behind it. Uh, to support really streamlined flows and and uh, I fully agree. I mean, even though the the IT managers might look for really sort of standardized and, and uh, accredited certified uh, solutions and product for their rooms, there will still be need for installation. Uh, so just find the the, the right level of of engagement, uh, I guess, uh, from the integrator uh, community. Well, it's Ste Stefan, you, you you mentioned that something there, it, and I want to point out Stefan is, is joining us from, from Comptel. He he's talking on a on a device that that they released was it last week or or this week? Yeah, last week you could say yeah. We're... Yeah. Um, and you're at your home office. Does does this, you know, when, when you look at at the device you guys released this week or other UC devices, um, how does that play into work from home or work from anywhere or the hybrid model? That our buddy Dave Danto has been talking about for years. He's headed to CDIA. We're headed to CDIA. We'll have a a, a, a party with him uh, in this innovation space as he and Polly, he works for Polly, yeah. look at the work from home angle for, for residential. Mm -hmm. What does that look like, you know, from a distribution like this when it's when they're looking at UC and UC can be resi, UC can be in the commercial space? Yeah, I mean, uh, okay, I, I have uh, our, our latest product here, the Comfortable 70, now in my home office. It's it's actually designed for huddle to small meeting rooms in the office, but uh, obviously it works well on my uh, desk as well. But but uh, I mean, um, for, for uh, just just the fact that I have it at home doesn't mean that it's a consumer product. It's still uh, mm. we're still uh, solely into B two B. Uh, and we also see that a lot of organizations uh, really have had a, a, a stable programs uh, to equip their uh, their employees' uh, home working environments, uh, both with web cameras and speakerphones, and in many cases headsets and so on. So it's just a natural one side of the hybrid workplace. Uh, that people are working from a distance, home office or, or anywhere else, and they need uh, good equipment there. Uh, so, uh, and, and uh, now we see a lot of movement in, in the reorganizing also the office meeting spaces uh, to cater for much larger volumes of video meetings overall, because in every meeting going forward, there will always be someone taking uh, part from a distance. So uh, we need uh, the good audio video, the, the web cameras and conference cameras and speakerphones, uh, both when we're joining from our home office and, and uh, when we are together with our colleagues in the meeting rooms in the, in the office, corporate office. Yeah, that, that's part of what uh, that I've been kind of watching. And, and I think that's part of David's point as well, David Danto is that they, the, these products need to be commercial grade, right? This is not something you go down to a box store and buy. Um, it has to be you know, a, a professional grade. It has to be commercial grade. It has to be integrated by uh, a professional still use, leveraging the, the channel. 
question is is what side of the the market do does the does that professional live is it a person who's a cdm member who does residential or is it a commercial dealer um who comes into the home and i don't think that anybody has an answer to that yet uh, i think that will be you know even more of a time will tell type type situation um all right, last story actually comes to us from our uh, website and a uh, avianation.tv and uh, one of the press releases from LG. LG has unveiled a new um, interactive display designed specifically for versatility in classrooms post-pandemic, it says. Uh, this does um, has a, a online conferencing platform that uh, leverages um, the cloud and lets folks, lets in- instructors use both um, in-person as well as uh, supports hybrid or remote learning. Frank, I'm going to start with you on this. Where does interactive and, and where does touch and where does physical touching of the devices live after COVID, right? And, and you know, where, where, does, where does that belong um, in, in both AV space and education and work? Where does that, where does that live? So it's it's been an interesting journey, right? When if you had asked me this question at the beginning with COVID, I would have said touch is done. Nobody's going to touch anything anymore. It's it's gone. I, I'm pretty sure I may have said that, but at the same time, we realize that touch is essentially the most human part of us. You know, it's 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 essential to us. We're never going to not want to touch and feel things, right? Uh, I think what COVID did for us, though, is gave us the opportunity to look at the technologies that we have today and say. This doesn't work. This works. Let's look at a hybrid model. Let's look at things where you know we can actually leverage the best of the world and use those technologies. A lot of people were simply hesitant to make the changes in their technology because it works. A lot of things, a lot of manufacturers, most quality manufacturers out there, they, they have these long uh, cycles of life. They last a lifetime, 10 years, 15 years. So you never need, you never had the need to change or expand your horizons for that matter. But what COVID did is said, yeah, this doesn't work with the new Google Meets platform, or does this doesn't work with the new Teams platform. So you're going to have to upgrade. So we did upgrade and realized, hey, this came, comes with so many cool features. I think we're going to find a good balance of the interactive features that we need. I, for one, Right now, I'm going to wear my favorite hat. I'm going to wear the hat of a parent. I have two kids who've been doing remote learning for the last year and a half, right? And it's been a great experience. It's been a unique experience for each of them. My daughter, I believe, thrived because she loved the virtual environment. And it has a lot to do with the teacher who suddenly became like she was able to get a mastery of the technology. She utilized every single feature. They have breakout rooms. They have, you know, they have jam boards. They have whiteboards. So they come, they had these little Chromebooks and you could log on to PowerPoints. You could draw it together. They leveraged a lot of these technologies. Now, I honestly think that it's going to be challenging for her to unlearn some of those things that she learned as she goes back into school, hopefully in the summer. But I'm pretty sure that teachers will try to maintain some of these things, right? So it has to do with, at the end of the day, I think the technology user is the most important person in this thing. Manufacturers can create all kinds of amazing things. They've done a great job. And I think it's up to the user up to decide what level of interactivity that they want to have within their system. Real quickly, uh, um, I, I, uh, I'm always interested because I, I, one of the things we did on AB3 um, yesterday was interviewed uh, two different um, educators. 
your kids, again, I'll tell you what my kids are doing in a second. You, are your kids 100% going back? Are they, are they making hybrid available? Uh, are they making remote available uh, for your kids? I think they're probably going to be going back 100%. Uh, interesting. So my kids, I live, I live on the, on the Illinois side of St. Louis, um, on, on the Illinois side of the Mississippi, hundred percent going back. There is no option. Right. Um, and I'm, right. I'm fascinated by this cause I'm, I've got a couple interviews, um, scheduled for their school system and also some others as well. The New York times last week said that the New York school system, hundred million kids, right? A million kids, hundred percent going back all, all, all in person, yep. no remote available and i that's the part that, mm-hmm. I, that gets me is is you're right frank that you have you have kids who thrived in that right they discovered that they thrive in that um you have yep. teachers who discovered that their teaching style thrives in that this is a little bit editorial so i apologize in a second Stephen, we'll get you on i like on. that though i don't understand that I, I I don't understand if we've discovered something yes. about ourselves, why would we why would we throw that away? Right? Why would we dismiss that to go Agreed. back to normal? Now, don't misunderstand. My butt's going to Infocom, my butt's going to Cedia because I love in person and I thrive there. The introvert part of me is 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 that that's that's fine, but the, the I thrive being in person. I spent the last week in Chicago hanging out with people. I'm fully vaccinated. Don't, you know, it's it's it that's all good. But if some of our students and some of our instructors, if they thrive in that remote environment, they thrive in that hybrid, why not? You know, Agreed. I, you know. I think this, the argument that you pose is not just for education. I think it's universal, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Same goes for our workplaces. If you have somebody who's 120%, I'm sorry, I'm going to use that term, right? Productive remotely. What's the point of getting them back into the office? Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't, I, I agree with you. I completely share that sentiment. I think we have a lot to learn as a, as a human race in general about what our strengths are. COVID was kind of like a teaser as to what the potential is, what we can do given faced with the, with the challenge. Lessons need to be learned and applied. You know, we always learn things, but we rarely apply them. Yeah. You know, we'll go back to what we're comfortable with. And I will... I will tell on myself here, I discovered that I like the office, right? I discovered that I need it, right? It, it, it's part of my routine. It's part of my discipline, right? Um, if, if that's the best word I can, I can use. But I also uh, thrive with, with our team that, that of getting in person, right? Um, there's two or three of us that, that, that uh, on the CTI side that we go into corporate office two or three days a week. We, we gather together. It's, it's very nice. Um, but we also have several folks who are still out uh, they they live in in other areas, right? Um, and so I understand that as well. So it, it you know, I, I think you're right. I think you're know, figuring out on yourself first what works for you and and how you're best, uh, most um, most efficient. So, uh, Stephen, I apologize. I fully agree with you. No, no problem. I fully agree with you. I think that the the, the general lesson in the corporate world and. Uh, should be also taken into the, the education sector uh, that that uh, what works have, has worked good now during the pandemic should be part of the hybrid new world uh, that we we are moving into uh, yeah, long term. So, uh, but going back to L- the LG and I announcement, I mean, I think it's 
Yeah, in our sector of the market, it's also been a lot of discussion around touchless conferencing, the need for that. And yeah, I see why during the peak of the pandemic and everything. And maybe, yeah, we should, we should really use some of the new technology to enable that. But if you're looking at schools and classrooms, kids has, they have always touched things. There's no way around that. They will continue to touch things. So, I mean, a screen in the classroom, does it make any difference? No, it doesn't really in practical terms. You can make sure you uh, keep it as clean as possible and, and so on. Uh, so, so, so why not? Uh, but I mean, I, I really like the uh, uh, open approach from LG uh, with the new uh, product announcements here. Uh, open to all different cloud platforms and, and uh, what learning systems needs to be, be, be used. That very much resonates with our philosophy at Comftel, an open yeah. approach. And also, uh, we have seen great success, uh, especially in North America uh, during the pandemic uh, in, in, in education sector uh, with our conference <coughs> cameras and, and speaker phones and also our uh, hub to connect uh, things together in an easy way. Uh, so um, implement that uh, with an open mindset. So the teacher can just bring their laptop or if they have an in their own PC to run whatever software they, they need uh, to connect all the, the, the classes together. Uh, I think that's really strong um, strategy uh, should really uh, yeah, we appreciate it in, in different areas. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. All right, uh, gentlemen, that is going to do it for us really quickly. Um, Infocom, uh, Infocom 2021 registration has opened this week. Uh, this is from uh, Mr. David Buskis, quote, unquote, like countless other industries, Pro-AV has been affected on a multitude of ways by the pandemic. Some negative, like the pause of live events, others positive, such as the dramatic adoption of video communications. At the show, we'll explore the trends that emerged and which will be long lasting. So you can go register now. Uh, if you need a free code, you can hit me up. Uh, you can probably hit Frank up working for Panasonic. Uh, I'm not sure if you can hit Stefan up. Um, so, uh, but yeah, Infocom 2021 is going off October 23rd to the 29th. Obviously, 23rd is when they start education. Um, since we haven't done this for a year and a half, a quick reminder, 27th, 28th, and 29th is the actual show floor. 27th will be the tweet up from aviation uh and to do 26 actually we're gonna be throwing a different party i'll let you know that uh details as those uh come to do also uh stefan uh, mentioned the fact that that his uh speakerphone uh was released this week we'll have mitchell put a, a link to that so congratulations on that sir uh Thanks. i appreciate you both frank good to see you congratulations again on panasonic uh somebody wants to connect with you how do they do that uh, as always you can reach me on twitter it's frank patacala i'm also on linkedin you can reach Panasonic at Panasonic.com, and uh, Twitter is my favorite place. I can't. I'm actually. Uh, I gotta say, Tim, looking forward to Infocom. Just the fact that things are getting back to normal. It's almost like we were. We got a second chance at this. I don't even remember how things were done the last time. So that's awesome. I'd agree with that. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I mentioned the fact that that I've spent the last week. I'll. I'll let Stefan say his, and I'll, I'll go. Stefan, how, uh, how do people connect with you or Comptel? Yeah, check out our website, of course. 
course, Comftel.com. Uh, we're, we're a bit uh, strange people. We are not actually on Twitter, but you find us on Facebook or uh, LinkedIn or so. So uh, just Google us. Uh, no problem. So, um, I mean, uh, we, we, uh, I don't, we are not booked for Infocom yet. Uh, we probably have to do it. Uh, but we are will just starting to send our uh, American uh, team uh, to live events. Uh, so first one next week, cool. I think. And we're booked for a couple of more and we'll probably be, be there at Infocom as well in October. So. All right, very good. Uh, for, for, for me, I, I mentioned the fact that I was in Chicago this week for our AB3 event and some other stuff. Um, basically, it looks like August... Uh, or, or early September, uh, my dance card is awfully full. Uh, so you can catch me in December back here in St. Louis. But between <laughs> now and then, Indianapolis, Vegas a couple different times. Hang, actually, I get to hang out with Frank in Vegas. Uh, physically get to see him for the first time uh, in, in Vegas uh, for NAB, yes, sir. Uh, where he will be for, for Panasonic. I'm, I'll be going there just as an attendee and, and covering it for Aviation. Cedia happens in Indianapolis, uh, September 1st to the 3rd. Infocom, of course, we just talked about. Uh, and then uh, Mr. Neto and I are, are hatching a super secret uh, plan for, for something in November-ish. I'll let you know about that as it heads. Uh, but yeah, hang out come, uh, for, for us here at AB Nation. Don't follow me on the Twitters. Um, at this point, I'm counting down the days until the Bears play football again, I guess. I don't know. I've been watching, I've been rooting for, for uh, obviously, the, the Netherlands in the Euro Cup, but also uh, for the Golden Knights of Las Vegas. Uh, shout uh, out to Portugal. Thank you, Chris. I'm... Yeah, but Frank's Portugal. Neto's Portugal because he's Portuguese. So, yeah, that, that, there you go. Uh, and <laughs> Stefan, obviously, is Sweden. So, um, and Mitchell doesn't even know what soccer is. So um, <laughs> but go by our website, if you would, please, avianation.tv. That's avianation.tv. You'll find this program and a host of others. Uh, other weekly show is Resi Week. That, that's where they'll look at Cedia. Uh, and a couple of uh, a handful of, of monthlies as well. So all that and more. Also check out our sponsors. These are the folks who help bring you AV Week and Resi Week and coverage of everything that we'll be going to this fall. So all that and more at avianation.tv. That's avianation.tv. Thanks so much for listening. Thank you so much for watching. That's all the time we have for AV Week.